from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. This is Sue Manis at the Library of Congress. Saturday, September 24th, will mark the 16th year that book lovers of all ages have gathered in Washington, D.C. to celebrate the written word at the Library of Congress National Book Festival. The festival, which is free and open to the public, will be held at the Walter E. Washington Convention Center in Washington, D.C. Hours will be from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. For more details, visit www.loc.gov bookfest. And now it is my pleasure to introduce Joyce Carol Oates, whose latest books are The Man Without a Shadow and The Lost Landscape, A Writer's Coming of Age. She is an award-winning author of over 40 novels, as well as plays, short stories, novellas, poetry, and nonfiction. She has also appeared at the National Book Festival several times in the past, and we are delighted that she will appear at this year's festival. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Now, to start off, I see from your memoir, The Lost Landscape, that one of the things you talk about was your grandmother introducing you to the library for the first time. What was that like for you? Well, I grew up on a small farm in upstate New York, and we had very few books. In fact, we only have about two or three books in our house. So to me, the library was just a treasure trove, and my grandmother acquired a children's card for me when I was quite young. And I remember walking with her into the children's library and how exciting that was and how it really was one of the great memories of my entire life. That was a major event, it sounds like. And yes, and my grandmother had also, my grandmother has also given me books for, for my birthday and for Christmas. So she gave me a copy of Alice in Wonderland and Alice Through the Looking Glass by Lewis Carroll, and that was probably the great book of my entire life. It had such a profound influence on me. And that's when you started uh, taking an interest in writing and more of a literary interest then after, uh, after that book? Well, I wouldn't say it was literary because I was only about eight years old, <laughs> but I became interested in writing my own novels and drawing pictures. I had tablets, and I just started telling stories in longhand and drawing pictures, mostly of cats and chickens. Those were my characters. Yes, I remember uh, reading about Happy Chicken in your memoir. Yes, yes, Happy Chicken was one of my characters, yes. It was a, a wonderful pet that you had. Yes. To quote from your memoir, you say, We have forgotten most of our lives. All of our landscapes are soon lost in time. How did you remember these events that you wrote about? I constructed my memory by looking at snapshots of many, many, many family snapshots here in the house, and some of them have been really well looked at, you know, the favorite snapshots, and some of them are in my memoir, actually. So I think we do have a memory very much of settings, of houses, of landscapes. We remember physical things and visual things. What we tend to forget are things that are not visual. An exchange of words, when you think of all the conversations that you had with your family over the years, you'll discover that you remember almost nothing specific. 
you can't remember specific words. I think because they're not visual, it's oral. And, it, and somehow the brain doesn't retain oral information as much as it does visual information. This is a fact. It's, a, I think, a fact of neuroscience. We don't remember things we hear nearly so much as things we see. And did you uh, work on this over a number of years or in a, a short period of time, or uh, how, long, uh, how long ago did you start this? Well, it's probably about 14 years. It might even have been longer. I wrote essays over a period of time, sometimes at the request of editors. I, I put the book together over a period of years, and then when, all, when I had a manuscript, I probably rewrote most of it. The piece about my sister, piece about my high school friend, the piece about my, my father and the airplane, all those became longer. They were much shorter originally. And just about everything in the book was published before, like in the New York Times Magazine, or, oh, the Oprah, Oprah Magazine, or the New Yorker. So things were published, but I, I put them together in a, in a new structure and revised the chapters for the book. Now, switching now, uh, since you've written uh, another book recently, a novel called The Man Without a Shadow, this novel describes a very unusual relationship. What has the response been so far to this novel? The response? Gosh, I don't know. Um, people have, who, are, who know neuroscience and who are scientists have written to me and said that the portrait of the young woman scientist is very realistic, and they really thought there was a, a convincing portrait of a, a young woman scientist. People who know neuroscience are, were, I think, interested in the subject. It's based on the most famous amnesiac in the history of neuroscience a man known as H.M. And my novel is not about H.M., but it was suggested by the phenomenon of H.M., who died a few years ago. I see. That's, that was a fascinating subject, and uh, I'm sure that uh, it seems like a very unique subject for a novel. Yes, yes. I think many things about writing a novel were just fascinating to me. The science, which is all quite realistic. My husband, Charlie Gross, is a neuroscientist. So I was looking at books in his library, and then he read an early draft of the novel, and then he read the final draft of the novel. So the science, I'm fairly confident, is quite accurate. Now that you've finished these two works that we've talked about, uh, what are you currently working on? Well, my next novel, which I'm just finishing, is about really about a divided America, two families, parents and children, and they're separated across, as if across an abyss. On one side are these evangelical Christians who are militantly anti-abortion and involved in the anti-abortion movement, and then the other family is the family of a, an abortion provider, a doctor, and his, his wife and children. So it's really a novel about America in the form of two families, 
It's called A Book of American Martyrs. That sounds really fascinating and very timely. Yes, I did a lot of research into abortion and abortion providers in America. That in itself is a fascinating history. I can imagine. Now, you've appeared several times before at the National Book Festival. Uh, I think the most recent was 2013. Yes, I remember having been there some time ago when Mrs. Bush was, um, George W. Bush's wife was the uh, sort of the hostess. Yes. And she she is or was a librarian, and she loves books, so that was quite gracious. Yes, she was the, uh, she really began the book festival. I Um, guess she began it, and so we were in the White House, and we had a really lovely time. It's grown in terms of audiences. Um, yes, it's, it's getting bigger. It's, we, we have quite large crowds. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what, and, and in general, what do you think is the value of this and other book festivals? Well, book festivals are wonderful. I think everybody loves them. All kinds of books, every, every kind of book. People sit and wait sometimes for for hours for their favorite writers, or they may be interested in in a certain subject. There's a lot of nonfiction and interesting children's books and science books and books about animals and fiction and and mystery detective. It's just really wonderful. I think I've done quite a few book festivals. One of the first festivals ever is the Edinburgh Book Fair, that goes way back, oh. and I was going—I've been going to that for decades. <laughs> I haven't gone for a couple of years, but that is probably the beginning. Well, we are certainly very thrilled to have you back again at at the 2016 Book Festival. And um, just to wrap things up here, we've been hearing from Joyce Carol Oates, who will appear on Saturday, September 24th in the Fiction Pavilion at the National Book Festival at the Washington Convention Center. Ms. Oates, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.